Welcome to the Influence Factory podcast. This program is dedicated to support professionals who have a desire to develop their digital business influence so they can navigate through a fast-paced, constantly growing digital world. We invite newcomers as well as our family of business influencers to a place to play, share ideas, questions, tips, and guidance with other thought leaders around the globe. Sit back and enjoy our program with our host, Dean Delisle, as he interviews guests. News and commentary is provided by Kate Hassett and Jackson Delisle. Power Move lessons are provided by the Influencer Marketing Department at Social Jack. And production, editing, and distribution is provided by the Social Jack production team. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Influence Factory, where we help you build your influence and we build influence together. So we have a great show for you today, and we have uh, Tony P. and Greg DeKalb. Uh, or if you're in Georgia, how's that said? DeKalb. Uh, and then we'll be talking <laughs> about how they fill events, and they're one of our huge partners on events. And I appreciate everybody uh, chiming in on today's program. And remember, the more that you engage, the more you win. So that's also cool. Um, so that means typing in the chat, uh, typing in on social media. And so have it away. And our early contenders are Shaylee, uh, Joe Carnes, and George Miller. So yes, and Shaylee, we're excited to have you on. So uh, with that being said, um, we have a couple of communi quick community updates. Uh, we have some big announcements on our master class that's going to be coming up May 30th. So if you haven't gone uh, Jackson will make sure that the link goes out for you to get on the waiting list. And so make sure you're on that waiting list because it will fill up fast. Uh, also, tomorrow we have a flash class. So, Kate, there's been a lot of changes in LinkedIn. Um, we just uh, discovered some additional changes. They just announced new business pages. So I did a quick Facebook post on that. So look on my Facebook newsfeed. Uh, also, uh, tomorrow's flash class is about you. It's about your LinkedIn profile not getting found. So uh, they have uh, changed some features and they haven't told you about it. And they made some setting changes on your behalf that affect privacy. So make sure you're on that. And uh, Kate, they can just go to our Social Jack page and find that link, right? It's pretty easy. Yep, socialjackflash.com. It should be the first one that pops up. And then, of course, we've posted about it on social. There's a video really see when you log in. So make sure you register 30 minutes. It's so easy. Um, just a lot of really good knowledge that you can use actionably towards your profile. So it's really great. Make sure you check it out. Right on, right on. Okay. And for those of you that uh, do a lot of podcasting and some of you are listening on the podcast um, right now. So uh, Jackson, where can they pick up that podcast? Uh, so after the fact, uh, within 48 hours, we have the recording up on YouTube. And then uh, also on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, Sound, uh, SoundCloud, I already said. And then also uh, Google Podcasts, if you're, if you're using oh, that one, uh, that automatically from Google Play goes right into Google Podcasts. So. Right, and soon on Spotify, right? Soon on Spotify, yes. Right on, right on. That's my favorite. I can't wait. All right, so, uh, so in this week's segment... Um, for news, this is a this is a big deal. Uh, Jackson and Kate are gonna, uh, you know, sort of hit the news here. But this is about 15 essential marketing tips for internet marketer. So uh, go ahead, take it away, Jackson. Yeah. So uh, for the 15 essential digital marketing tools, I, you know, we do a couple of these. You know, uh, every so often we'll do the you know top 15 tools. I think this one is really good because it talks about uh, things that 
you know, some we've heard of, and some of these things, uh, you know, are new to us, new to you guys. And I really think that this one narrows it down and brings it to uh, the ideal use of each platform and why it's essential to your brand. So kicking it off at number one is Google Keyword Planner is probably the number one, really all of Google's uh, tools, they offer, uh, for a lot of them at least, uh, the free version. So like Google Keyword Planner and jumping ahead to like uh, number eight is uh, Google Analytics. So like obviously Google is going to have that since it is the largest search engine, you're going to have a lot of uh, you know, availability to see how it's going to perform with SEO. So that's a really cool uh, way to, you know, plan out what you're going to use when posting keywords to your content. And then at number eight, Google Analytics, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, is great for seeing the, you know, analyzing the data on how things are performing. But Google Keyword Planner is great because as we all know, you know, it is, uh, posting content without keywords is essentially useless, but keywords are useless if they're not the correct keywords. If right. they're not the right ones, you're not going to get the, the, the audience you're looking for. At number two, we have banner snack, which is like, uh, if you, I use, love that name. If you use Canva and photo or Photoshop express, Photoshop express is very similar to Canva. And so is Adobe spark. The only thing Adobe spark does differently is you can create videos for social short little uh, videos for uh, digital marketing ads. And I think that's super cool as well. But banner snack is uh, you know, the original online banner maker and it is one of many digital ad creating platforms. So I don't want you to get locked in and think I can only use banner snack. But Bannersnack offers, you know, clean graphic templates where you can, uh, you know, ensure that you're going to have uh, the visual appeal you're look looking for to grab attention and get the information across. So that's a great tool as well. Number three is uh, HubSpot. And HubSpot offers tons of great tools from, uh, you know, like this. They, have their, they let their users create landing pages. Uh, they also allow uh, intuitive keyword research for SEO purposes and also generating ideas for interesting blogs. So that's a very cool thing. But they also have many tools that we don't have time to get into, but they have a, uh, an outstanding email signature uh, creator as well with a call to action button that can promote your current marketing uh, or ad campaign that you are running. So that is uh, that is another. I was surprised to see that feature, but that was cool. We it's a yeah, super cool. So if you ever get an email directly from me, that is uh, I have one of those. So you can see an example. Also, um, there's Active Campaign, which is very similar to the Constant Contact, Mailchimp, and all those other ones, uh, but it is uh, very cool because it allows. Um, it has a very uh, comprehensive interface on the uh, back end. So when you're building those campaigns, it's very easy to understand, easy to put together. And uh, it, you know, it's just, it kinda, it, it dumbs down all of the uh, items when you're building that. So it makes it simple, it simplifies it. And then it makes it easier and more accessible and more uh, visually appealing to the, uh, audience you're sending it to. Another one is SERP stat, which is similar to 
Google Keyword Planner, but it has many features, much more than Google Keyword Planner. So SerpStat is a perfect addition to your digital marketing tool belt, as I say. Um, but it, uh, it, it's if you're looking for uh, a tool to contribute to the growth of your business. So it's going to have those keyword planning, uh, the, the essential features of that, and then also a few additional ones, which is super cool. And yeah, then, and they actually draw from uh, Google Keyword Planner, so uh, yeah. it's sort of interesting. I think it's uh, theirs is more the interface that they've done a nicer job with for people that aren't as, um, you know, familiar with it. So definitely, yeah, I, right. I, I agree with so, that. So, Kate, you're going to cover my favorite one. Yeah, BuzzSumo, which is Dean's favorite. He talks about it all the time. Um, it's a great tool for when you're running out of ideas. It allows you to discover various topics and trends that are making a buzz on social. Hence, BuzzSumo, really good for finding articles that are trending, new sources for articles. We use it a lot with our clients, specifically niche clients that are talking about things that not a lot of other people are talking about. So this is a great source for news, um, and they're very good vetted articles. Um, some other ones on the list are ManyChat. This is something I don't have any experience with, but it's a tool that allows you to create messenger bots. Those wow. are used for sales, marketing, as well as support. It's completely free and supposedly very easy to understand. So if you're looking at jumping in with messenger bots, check out ManyChat. We'd love to hear your feedback on it. Of course, on the list is Google Analytics. Very Marketers can get away without using Google Analytics, and if you're not using it, you absolutely should be. Um, it's the number one data analytics tool out there. Um, Sprout Social is on the list. This is a tool that lets you schedule content to social media ahead of time, as well as pull analytics. Um, we have used it before. It's not our favorite, but I know it works very well for smaller brands that have you know one to three channels to track, as opposed to an agency. Um, also on the list, speaking of scheduling tools, it's a tool that a lot of bigger companies use, a lot of bigger agencies. It helps you efficiently manage posts from different social media platforms. Heard great reviews on Buffer. Um, it can be expensive though, so smaller companies, it's not really their favorite. Um, Feedly is a new aggregation tool, or I'm sorry, a news aggregation tool that shows articles from countless sites. So if you're getting old um, Google posts, Google articles, and you're looking for something fresh, check out Feedly. Um, I forgot about that one. That one's been around a little bit too. That's a good that's one. It. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Um, there's also Pingdom. It allows you to measure the speed of your website. So if you don't have a Joe like we do, and you're kind of doing it on your own, Pingdom is a really good have a Joe, you need Pingdom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then if you're looking at con conducting surveys, there's SurveyMonkey and things like that. But this article suggests serve, Survey Anyplace. It lets you conduct surveys from your customers, and then it helps with very visually appealing elements. So everything right now is visual. We see that trending on digital marketing everywhere. And so where a SurveyMonkey is a little more bland, Survey Anyplace kind of does for you. And then another one on the list that I love that I really want to talk about is Bitly. It's not something that we would always consider a digital marketing tool, but it is because if you sign up for a Bitly account, it lets you customize your Bitly tracking links to be shorter. So um, when we're running multiple campaigns for multiple clients, we track a lot of our links, which makes them very long. So Bitly helps us shorten them. And then if you sign up for the 
for the account, you can make them custom. So it could be social jack slash whatever. So really nice to be able to just brand your links along with tracking them, making them shorter, fit onto tweets, fit onto you know, social media posts. And then it's kind of cool how they use that as a marketing tool. So really great article. There's a lot of good tools on here. If you have any questions about tools, if you're looking for a specific tool, make sure you tweet us, message us, let us know. Cause chances are, if it's not on this list, if we don't know, Joe always knows free tools too. We can get them for you. And our, yeah. uh, our team is really good at making sure that all these news updates get up on social media. They go into the social Jack platform and uh, they're in the show notes as well. Yeah, so uh, that concludes the news for this week. And, uh, you know, like Kate said, don't forget to tweet to us at GetSocialJack. You can tweet to us individually as well. Dean is at Dean Delisle. I'm at Jackson Delisle. And Kate is at Kat, Kate Hassett. So make sure to uh, uh, tweet to us throughout the week if you have questions. Also, suggestions on things you want to be covered during this segment. I think it's uh, you know great when you guys tweet and go, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Those questions help us pick articles that are more geared towards what you guys are looking for. And I think you know that's essentially what you guys uh, you know will benefit the most from. So make sure to take advantage of that and tweet to us all your questions, direct message us, however you want to do it. So uh, yeah, thank you. And I think uh, Dean has an outstanding power move for us today. All right, so let's take it into the power move and then we'll intro our guest. So this power move uh, is uh, brought to you by Gatorade. I've always wanted to say that, but they're not really bringing us the power move, but they will someday. Um, there's a hint, Gatorade. So the, uh, so the power move today is really about uh, what we call the ultimate networking event. And if somebody can tell me what the ultimate networking event in three seconds or less in the chat um, I, I don't count. An extra prize. You don't count now. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Shaylee says Tony's networking event. Well, we're going to talk about that. So we call it the ultimate networking event. Jimmy Z's our winner today on that, Jackson. Um, and uh, so uh, it's uh, LinkedIn, especially if you're in business or business to business. And the reason we say that is because in all of our training and all of our lessons, we help you work what we call the ultimate networking event. So when you go to uh, Tony P events or you go to uh, any other events that you go to conferences that we go to all to all the time, uh, we're sort of in a limited space. With LinkedIn, we have the opportunity to go into groups, into segments, into networks of other people, and we get to create our own networking event. So when you log into LinkedIn today, just pretend you're going to a Tony P event or another event and go in there and people are hungry for conversations, not to be advertised at. They want to be spoken with. Uh, make sure that you do that. And then... Um, and then think about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, there's people on the other end, they want to meet you and uh, find the best people to talk to and uh, set up a meeting. So that's the huge power move today. So I want to, I want to do that. So uh, make sure you guys really think about that as you're logged into LinkedIn today. All right. Thank you, Jackson and Kate, and we'll see you on the other side. Uh, so I want to introduce our guest today. So this week's influencer guests are co-founders of Tony P's Networking Events. The goal of these events are to bring together Chicago's upwardly mobile, people on the move, professional community, and elegant and energetic networking experience. 
Greg and Tony have been friends of mine for a while, and they've been uh, working together to help accomplish this goal they've set out to achieve in an amazing way. If you live in Chicagoland, you've probably heard of these events, and you're sorry if you don't get to those events. So please welcome uh, Tony Paolella and Greg DeKalb. There's Tony. There's hey, Greg. How you doing? What's happening, man? What's happening? <laughs> it's funny. Usually when we see each other, there's like 800 people behind us because it's usually at an event. So this is, uh, this is interesting to have you two, you know, right uh, sort of one-on-one uh, -on, -one on the screen here. Um, so uh, what's interesting is, uh, is, you know, I realized after I had met you several years back and, and you know, as we were going to events that, uh, that you guys have very different businesses that you operate outside of Tony P's networking events. So first of all, I want to hear how you two met. Give us, give us that nugget. How'd you guys meet? Yeah, Greg, I can jump in with this one. You can add more color later. Um, so we actually met through a mutual friend, a friend of mine that I, I worked with. God, it was probably like, uh, like 13 plus years ago, 14 years ago. And, um, you know, it is when you work with people, you make friends with your coworkers. And then what's nice is sometimes you make friends with your coworkers' friends. So I actually met Greg through this uh, coworker friend of ours, or actually used to work with Greg before. And uh, we were at a Cubs game and we we're just kind of uh, just swapping stories with both sales guys. And ironically, uh, LinkedIn was a very uh, prevalent topic we discussed. Um, I raved about how much I use it and how much I love it for, for sales. And yeah, Craig and I became friends within about two minutes, you know, and um, we've both been in the sales world. We're always swapping war stories and, um, you know, we just always kept in touch with each other. And uh, over the last, you know, 10 plus years, a friendship became deeper and then in the last uh, two to three years, getting more close on the business end, things got even more um, involved. And I can let Greg put more color on that piece. But yeah, we uh, yeah we just met through friends, and um, that yeah. friendship has turned into a business relationship. And um, uh, we've also met a lot of great people through each other over the last uh, 13, 14 plus years. Cool. Yeah, I'll just add, you know, one of the, one of my earliest uh, memories of <laughs> running around with Tony was actually at a, at a networking event of all places. Um, someone else's at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex someone else's, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it had to be one of my first like real like Chicago networking events. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really cool. All these people come together, they're being social, you know, and for me, you know, kind of a light went off as soon as I went to that first event because, um, you know, I like to go out, be social, have a, have a couple of cocktails, what have you. But at the same time, I want to be productive and I want to know that I can go out and meet people and have business conversations. So I'm a huge fan of networking events because it allows me to be social, um, you know, have those, have those drinks and, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm um, having productive conversations um, as opposed to just going and hanging out at a bar. So that's cool. And then, uh, so how long did you guys know each other? And then all of a sudden, you know, Tony P's networking events were born because uh, it was 
it was interesting. I, I had run into you guys, I think ahead of a Tony P's networking event. And then Tony, I think it was you was like, uh, Hey, are you coming to our, uh, our networking event coming up? And I was going, I didn't know you had, I said, what do they call called? And you go, Tony P (laughs) pointed at your badge. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then, and then I asked you, I go, well, what's your last name? He goes, don't worry. It's too hard to say. Just say Tony P. And so you were branding like, like in the moment. And I don't know if you did that ahead of Tony P's events. Did you, did you brand Tony P ahead of that? Um, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, having a crazy Italian last name that no one knows how to spell or pronounce. Uh, I've just I did had okay, a, didn't I? What? I did okay when I announced. Oh, uh, Palala, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then when I'm in the when I'm in Italy, it's Paola. That's a little different okay. over over the other side of the. Well, it's like DeKalbin, Atlanta. So. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so what it is is just um, I don't know. Because I had a lot of crazy nicknames throughout my life, and. Uh, and, you know, obviously when there's ever other people named Tony in the room or in a circle, um, got to differentiate. So Tony P became one of many nicknames That's cool. and, uh, just kind of stuck, you know, and, and also just a way to, um, you know, my last name gets butchered all the time. It's just easier to say, just call me Tony or Tony P just it's easier. And then that way that's off the table, you know, but, um, but how this all came about was kind of a happy accident. I mean, me and Greg just been going out to a lot of events, meeting people. And one thing that we realized when we started the appointments IQ business first was that the more events we go to, the more clients and partners we'd pick up. And then what I realized too, is that if I invited a lot of people to different events, then we'd have like a base of people to talk to and then we'd meet more people that way. Right. And then I took it another step further. I'm like, okay, well, if I get to know all these people put on the events and I help promote them and help them sell tickets, then they give me free tickets and free drinks or whatever. And so it just kind of just grew over time. And then what I did was uh, a friend of mine actually said, hey, uh, you know, instead of doing all those like random emails, you should have like a newsletter or something. So I set up a Facebook group. I just literally call it Tony P's network events calendar. And then I set up a newsletter called Tony P's network events newsletter. Just very simple. <laughs> and, and started with just a handful of people, but now the Facebook groups got like over 2,500, 3,000 people in there. Our newsletter has about 4,500 people. It goes out each week. And you know, some will get annoyed because it is pretty aggressive guerrilla marketing, but a lot of people appreciate it. They like knowing what's going on and who to meet with and stuff. But ironically, by promoting a lot of other people's events, people would think they were our events because we'd go to them and they'd say, wow, this event's great. Thank you for inviting me and you do such a good job, blah, blah. I'm like, well, it's not my event. And then people kept saying, well, you should start doing them. Uh, And I honestly, I resisted for, for months. I didn't want to do it. I thought it was a pain, too much work, too much of a headache. Greg's like, no, let's do it. I'm like, eh, I don't know, not sure. See, the thing is, I analyze the hell out of things, and Greg's more of like a Nike, just do it sort of guy. So that's part of what makes us work because we kind of check and balance each other. But um, but yeah, Greg kept like pushing me and pushing me and said, "Come on, let, let's do an event, let's do an event." And then finally, I said, "Fine, let's do one." And we did the first one, August 2017. 275 people showed up. We're like, "Oh wow, this actually worked." <laughs> And we've been doing them every month ever since. And we get between 250 to 350 people each time. And I know I kind of hogged that story, Greg, but uh, <laughs> I jump in and 
add any uh, details to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just um, I'll just add that uh, it, it was it was funny because when we were going to these events and we were building the appointments IQ business um, and networking just like sitting there and watching people come up to Tony and say, Oh, Hey, great event. And Tony was like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just promoting this for, um, you know, a friend of mine and what have you, you know, and I just, I just remember nudging, dude, when are we going to do this, man? We can, we can make this happen, you know? Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was just a, a lot of fun in that respect. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's been great uh, bringing all the people together and, you know, putting our own spin on the networking events and kind of seeing what works and what doesn't work. And one of the things that I think really helped out when we started the events is we were like, okay, well, what should we name this thing? You know, and there's just, there's a lot of noise out there and there's a lot of great networking events and a lot of different groups out there. And I'm like, look, we, we got to differentiate ourselves. And for us, the whole foundation of networking is bringing people together right. and humanizing, you know, these interactions. So we kind of look at LinkedIn. We're like, okay, well, Tony P's networking events is kind of like LinkedIn in person, you know? And that was, that was our whole goal and our whole mantra to, to doing all this. And instead of doing like networking X, Y, Z should be our name. I'm just like, wait, that's missing the whole point. You know, we're building this event to humanize and to bring people together, I said, let's, let's name it after you, you know, you're Tony P, you know? So, so from the foundation and from the get go, you know, we want to add that human relationship element to it and get away from all the cliche names, no offense to those guys out there, but that was our direction (laughs) and and what we decided to do. And, um, and it kind of rolls off the tongue. So it sure does. Yeah. And so Tony, how were, how were, were you okay with that? You know, where it was like Tony P's cause you know, now all of a sudden the pressure's on the baby's been named and now you got to like show the baby. Right. So. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of funny. It's got, there's two sides to this. Cause in one sense, um, yeah, there is definitely pressure cause it is my name on it. I got to make sure that people are having a good time. They're having fun. They're making quality connections. But at the same time too, I feel bad because you know, Greg is the engine that makes this work. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Greg, these events wouldn't even exist because like I said, for several months, I, I resisted and pushed back. I didn't, I didn't want to do them. I was scared. I'll be honest. I was scared. I, I didn't want to do them and, and fail or have them not be good and, and have it tarnish our brand and tarnish us. Greg's like, no, let's just do it. You know? And, and, and like I said, it was like months of him pushing and bugging me till I finally caved in and said, fine, let's do it. You know, he's a great sales guy. So he, very persistent. He told you. Yeah, he, he closed you. But, but, but like I said, I'm just telling you the truth that if it wasn't for Greg, this wouldn't even exist. So um, I feel bad because, yeah, I get a lot of attention, a lot of uh, praise and positive feedback from people. And, and if Greg's next to me, I, I make sure that, hey, he does like 70, 80% of the work. I mean, he does all the finances, the operations. He deals with, um, you know, uh, issues that take place um you know the the website the facebook the you know all the bs greg takes care of it he makes it he makes it work he makes it uh doable and i focus more on the social media and the um the uh buzz and excitement and the hype and putting butts on the seats you know and so we we do do each other's roles but we kind of pick 
couple different lanes that I focus on, he focuses on. So that way, internally, we know what we have to do and who's uh, in charge of what. But then externally, when people come to us, I get people hit me up all the time saying like, hey, we want to sponsor your event. We're going to do this, we'll do that. And I immediately pass it to Greg because that's that's his department, you know? Right. Yeah, it's cool. So, so I think that's what really makes this work is that we're, we're a good team. We communicate a lot. We make sure that we're filling in the gaps for each other. But at the same time, too, when the, the praise and the, and, the, and the kind words come, I make sure that people recognize Greg, too, because even though his name isn't on it, he's the driving force that makes it work. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's, that's super important. You know, we, as you know, we talk about uh, social teaming all the time and, and you guys, you know, started with a team of two. And what's, what's interesting is I've gotten to know you. There's a lot of other great people that have now helped behind the scenes. And, and, you know, when I come to the events and, and work with the events, it's like, uh, it's like not just the, people that you have working with you on these events, but the people feel and act the same way as you guys. Cause you know, both of you, whenever I've come up to you, it's like, you know, even if there's like 200 people standing behind you and it's rush hour, you know, we all know it, we all do events. So we understand how that works. You're like, Hey, who do you want to meet? You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like right at the door, right at the moment, Whoever you want to know, you just feel like you've got the VIP pass. You have that humanizing effect. And I think that's so important. And to me, it feels, no offense to people across the country here, but it like feels so Chicago to me. Like, like it feels like you're walking into a big hug. And, and a lot of times, networking events are scary. I know, you know mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like that to, to us that have been doing it, but you know, most people are scared at networking events. They don't know what to do, who to talk to. Sometimes they just hide or they cling on, as I say, to one person or two people that they know. And and you guys make it feel like it's not, whether it's 200, 300 people, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. And I'll just jump in because that that's absolutely, that's by design. And that's that's from experience. And, and thank you for saying that because we really, really focus on, making sure that everybody feels welcome and that they're, you know, there's a lot of things anybody can do in a given night in Chicago. And, um, you know, we're very humbled that people, you know, choose to share that, that time with us. And we want to make sure that they're, they're getting a, having a good experience. So a couple, a couple of things that, uh, we do to help make that happen. Um, one, it does help having, uh, two of us because, one of the one of the things that um, I realized right out of the gate is that registration is extremely important uh, for the events. You know, when people come in, they're going to get a smile, they're going to get a handshake from me. Um, you know, whereas you know some other events you might go to, and the person who's actually hosting and putting it on is nowhere to be found, right? So, so we like to put that um, from the moment you walk in. You know, we like to set that tone, and then obviously. Um, you know, Tony's in his place and he's working the crowd and doing his thing and, and making sure that he's being proactive and introducing people to other people that, that can benefit from, um, knowing each other. Um, another thing that, um, we've done is we've created a brand ambassador program. Um, and, and these, these are individuals that are, um, a part of our, you know, an extension of our team and they are there at the event 
for the purpose of kind of looking around the room and seeing those people that aren't engaging or maybe just need to get that one conversation started to, to help them get into the mode of networking. So, I mean, there's people there keeping an eye out, make, you know, to help facilitate and make all that happen. Um, the other thing I'll say about networking events is absolutely, you know, if you go to an event and you don't know anybody, there, it's definitely, it can be intimidating. Um, and you go and, you know, you may not feel like networking right away. You may say, ah, you know, I'm uncomfortable here. What I always advise to those people is like, hey, you'll go to a, a bar with a friend and go sit at the bar and go have a couple of drinks and not think anything of it. Just do the same thing at the networking event. If you, if it's not hitting you right away, you know, just go belly up to the bar, you know, have a couple of drinks, you know, do what you would do anyways. And before you know it, you'll either have that courage or just know that everybody at that event is there for the same reason, right? They all want to meet you just as bad as you feel like you want to meet them. You know, so don't be surprised by the time you're halfway done with that first cocktail, Sprite, whatever it is, you know, someone's tapping you on the shoulder because they're interested in meeting you just as, you know, vice versa. Um, so, yeah, those are just a couple of things that, that we do. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, if it's okay, guys, I'm going to jump in and, and um, put some metrics to this, too, is that so I've been attending networking events, conferences, trade shows, et cetera, for over 20 years, and I've lived in Chicago my whole life. So I've uh, made a lot of friends and relationships over that 20-year-plus period. And when we do these monthly events, between 250 and 350 people walk through the doors, and I will personally know about 60 to 70% of those people I have a history with a huge chunk of the crowd already. But then there's a 30 to 40% um, flow of traffic of people I've never met before. So what I do is for the first couple hours of the event, I put a lot of time and energy into getting to meet as many people as possible I've never met before. And I learn their stories. I want to know, you know, what brought you to the event? You know, what kind of work do you do? How long have you been living in Chicago? Uh, where did you go to college? You know, what's your favorite sport? I mean, I'll ask people a whole bunch of questions and learn basic nuggets about what makes them tick. And then I'll find other people in the room that have some sort of common thread. So case in point, if someone shows up and they say, hey, I just moved here from Houston two weeks ago. I don't know anybody in Chicago. I mean, one of the first things they'll do is they're like, hey, I actually got two friends here that are from Houston that moved to Chicago recently too. You should meet them, you know? Or someone says, hey, I, I started working at Motorola or I went to the University of South Carolina, you know, whatever. Anytime someone says anything, I immediately – think, okay, of all the people in this room, who fits those demographics and who would be good to introduce them to? And that's part of what we do with the Brand Ambassador Program, too, is their extension of me and Greg. So we got, you know, five to six women, five to six guys that they actually have special name badges that even say ambassador on them. And they're not paid. They're, they're friends of ours, but we let them in for free. We throw them a couple extra drink tickets. And <laughs> they do it because they love us and they care about us and they want to help you know, make the events better for everyone, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, that's kind of what our unique value prop is, is that there's tons of events out there. There's any given night, there's so much. And our thing is want people to feel welcome, to have a good time, to make new friends. And the other thing too, is I always stress 
to everyone is just have fun first, you know, obviously we're all there for business. A lot of us are in sales in some capacity. I always tell people don't go for the kill. Don't go for the sale or the clothes or whatever. Just talk get to know people, ask other questions, learn other people's stories, correlate it to your story, other people's stories. And if there's a business match, awesome. If there isn't, there's a good chance that that person has a brother, a cousin, a neighbor, a coworker, a fraternity brother. They have somebody in their life that could be a great connection for you. But if you get too pushy and salesy with someone, you're going to scare them off. But if you just make friends and get to know each other, then they're going to want to introduce you to people in their sphere as well. So kind of went off on a tangent there, but it kind of just um, was taking what Greg said and just adding a little more, uh, you know, to it. Yeah. And I think that's what attracted me to, uh, to you guys. Um, uh, It's, you know, I travel a lot and there's some events I can't make, but even, you know, I, I try to promote it and talk about you guys as much as possible because it's so synergistic to what we talk about in terms of humanizing the brand. And, and Greg, I think you mentioned this. And then just the fact that you treat people like people and not like a ticket and not like, you know, uh, somebody that's, you know, just another person coming through the door and sort of that what I call the cattle shuffle which a lot of events feel like they're just like, okay, you're in the door and people are like lost. They don't know what to do. And you're very oriented. Like, you know, you have somebody there coat checking, you know, and I said, it's, it sounds like a basic fundamental, but I can't believe the number of networking events that I go to that nobody thinks about that. It's like, people have coats. Let's get them checked. Yep. <laughs> um and and I love the ambassador thing. So uh, I've watched that in action and it's, it's brilliant. You know, I just think uh, everyone should do that. And for the pure, pure fact that you don't want people to feel alone and then have a bad experience and leave because I, I believe, and, and I'm going to ask this number, do you have a sense for how many people are there because of somebody that told them about it or brought them? It has to be a huge number, right? You know, I don't know if there's an exact way to measure that, but I'll say that because we're very, you know, um, ambitious on social media and because we, a lot of this is word of mouth. I mean, there's no way to really get an exact number on that, but there is a very large number of brand new people that come each month that they say, Hey, a friend of mine told me about this or, Hey, I saw something on Facebook, or I saw your, your video from two events ago. It looked really fun. You know, it's like, so we try to hit at all different angles. You know, we use Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, meetup.com, YouTube, you know, Vimeo. Um, and then also, yeah, a lot of, a lot of it's word of mouth. And then um, also on our social media, we have, we, we have a, we have a photographer and a videographer at like every event. So we want to make right. sure that, People can see pictures, people can see videos and like, wow, it looks like fun. And also, I know it's kind of a cheesy term, but I'm all about FOMO, the fear of missing out. You know, I always want to make sure that, you know, in a, in a jerky sort of way, I like to kind of, you know, let people know, like, hey, here's what you missed, you know, right, but, exactly. like, but guess what? Next <laughs> one to the next another, one. <laughs> there's another one next month and a month later is another one, you know? So if someone's on vacation from for work, they have a, sick child they have some reason they can't make it we're not gonna you know jump on someone and say hey you know what no worries it's all good life happens but guess what you know our next one is 
March 19th, then April 17th, then May 15th, then June 12th. So check your calendar, you know, put it in there and see if you can make it to one of these, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So we're going to move into tactics and then we'll see if we can take some of the, we got a bunch of questions coming in sure. from the audience. So um, in terms of, uh, you know, we've all gone through uh, the components of filling events, Greg, you and I have worked closely together mm -hmm. and there's different um, techniques and magic. And, you know, we do a ton of digital streaming and, and know that game in terms of simulcasts and webcasts and, um, can you maybe take us uh, through some of the things that you know that work, some of the things that you know that don't work, and what you guys have discovered that uh, besides social media that really contribute, you know, to the techniques that you use? Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll uh, name a couple. I mean, right off the bat, one of the things, um, one of the things I do is, again, all in the spirit of trying to humanize the process as early as possible and at least put one face to a name. Um, I watch ticket sales. And as soon as I see somebody buy a ticket, um, the first thing I do, I grab their name, I throw it in the LinkedIn, I connect with that individual, and I let them know that I'm looking forward to meeting them at the event. Nice. Right, out, right out of the gate. Um, you know, I started doing that like six months ago. And, you know, it's amazing. They'll come to the door and be like, hey, thank you so much. You know, I wasn't sure about this event, but, you know, you reached out to me and now I'm, you know, I'm seeing your post and these type of things because we're connected. You know, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, another thing that uh, that I think we do really well and that we've done from, from the get-go is video, is having a, a videographer and a, a photographer at each event. Um, because once the event is over, we usually post, you know, 50 to 75 pictures. We'll get like a thousand and then we'll go through them because we want to make sure everybody looks good right. um, type of thing. So we don't just do a mass post of all the pictures. Um, but whenever we put those on to Facebook, you know, we'll go through and we'll tag all the individuals and they'll start engaging and they'll start they'll go in they'll look at all the pictures and they'll recognize people and they'll hover over and they'll say, Oh, that's who that was. And it helps them reconnect with people that they had a conversation with, you know, out outside of the event. Cause that's what this is all about is people building business partners and building relationships. So the more information that we can put out there to help people connect, the stronger, you know, the networking events going to become. Um, so those are just a couple of quick tactics right off the, right off, uh, right off yeah. the cuff there. So, and, and I would say uh, what I noticed with you guys, which is huge is consistency. So Tony, to your point, I know that your messages at least feel like they're scheduled on the money so that when I get them, it just feels like, Oh, this is the same time I'm always getting them. And, and I like, and I, and I know to look through them and see what's coming up. And, yep. you know, I've always got people t asking me, you know, in our business, you know, where should we go? Who should we connect to? So I, I love that, that it's consistent. I think that's huge. Oh yeah. No, no, thank you. And that's what we do is we send out the newsletter every you know Monday or Tuesday and it's, and it's a rolling two week period. So it's the week that we're in right now and then the following week. And then, and then it just goes on and on because I experimented with putting events out like for like the month, but it's just, it's just too much. And plus life happens and things change. So a lot of times people don't really plan too much, you know, four or five, six weeks ahead. But when it's one to two weeks ahead, that's when people 
are more thinking about their schedules and what's going on and what they should check out and and how that ties into uh, all this of filling seats and getting people to show up is that because I've attended many other people's events for 20 years, I've helped promote them pretty intensely for the last few years. And, and Greg's been a big part of that too, is we have a lot of loyalty. So we have friends that they do events too, sometimes once a month, once a quarter, two a month. So what we do is we all, number one, we coordinate schedule to make sure we try as hard as we can not to schedule. <laughs> I know. I know I do. I look at the calendar and I go, when's Tony P's event? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, we but, do, can't do it on that night. So, but, 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 but it does happen every once in a while. We have friends that we have events on the same night and you know, it happens once in a while. We do our best to avoid that. But, but the thing is, so we have a, a core group of people that do events that we talk to pretty um, consistently a couple times a week to make sure we're on the same page of who's doing which events when. But then the other thing we do is we share and promote each other's events. So one thing we'll do is we'll have people, uh, we'll post them on Facebook and we'll have a bunch of people that would like it and comment on it. We'll do it on LinkedIn. We'll do it on Instagram. And then, um, so if I got an event coming up a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll reach out to a bunch of loyal people and say, Hey, can you put this on your Facebook wall? Can you put this on LinkedIn? And they're like, sure, no problem. And then, and then same thing. I got people that hit me up all the time and say, Hey, I got an event coming in two weeks. Can you help put it, can you put it on your newsletter, can you put it on Facebook, can you help promote it. So it's instead of being competitors with each other, we we, we help each other out, you know, and that cool. helps fill up their events, helps fill up our events. And it's just this makes the world so much easier that we're cooperating and collaborating and help each other out as opposed to uh competing against each other and trying to sabotage each other, you know? Yeah. Right. And uh, so that helps out a ton. The other thing too, is that, um, you know, we, we try to keep things fresh where each month we'll try either like a new venue or a venue that we haven't been to in a while. So try and keep at least a six month buffer between an event at this venue and, and doing it the same venue again to keep it fresh. Um, but especially if it's a new venue like uh, clutch bar, which, we actually had our event two nights before their actual official grand opening, which was pretty cool. You know, obviously we want to come to network, but also if we have a really cool hip new venue, then we, we use that as a vehicle to sell tickets. We're like, Hey, check out this new place before the general public does, you know, and that right. uh, gets people excited. Or if it's somewhere that people don't normally go to like electric hotel is it's a, it's a dance club. It's kind of like being in Vegas or something. I'd say a good 60% of our audience probably wouldn't normally go there on a Friday or Saturday night, but to go there on a Tuesday or Wednesday night to network, they'll come check it out. And then some people may be like, okay, cool. You know, I'll get some more friends to go on a Friday night, you know? So we're always trying to find creative ways to uh, utilize these different menus that are unique and different and and keep them fresh, you know? Um, So by having done these for the last year and a half, we're getting to know a lot of uh, bar, uh, restaurant, club owners, managers, uh, groups that own a lot of places. So that makes the negotiation for the venue and the sponsorships so much easier because the relationships are in place. They know us. Right. They know we can pull a crowd and they're going to give it, basically give us what we want if we uh, use their venue. Yeah, and it's, and it's collective, right? So that's part of our social teaming methodology, which is funny. I developed it out of the Chicago sports teams, and I don't even want to talk about those right now. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea is that, that, you know, if we work together, things are going to be easier, 
Oh yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and you've always, you guys have always been gracious and you're like, Hey, on this event coming up, let us know, we'll put it out there. And you know, we've, we've been good, good on our social media with you and doing that. And it's, it's not even a formal thing. It's just more of a, like you said, collaborative, you know, we appreciate that you guys have events that feel like how we treat our clients and how we treat our events where we really work hard to take care of people and make them feel like they belong. Exactly. You know? And and I think that's, that's a huge piece that I want to make sure people hear, uh, hear again. So, um, so I'm going to take a couple questions from the audience here. Sure. Uh, uh, somebody's asking, uh, you know, have you ever thought about, uh, have you ever had the conversation about going outside of Chicago, like into the suburbs or, uh, you know, some other areas with your events? Hey, Greg, can I tackle this one? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so the, the quick and dirty answer on that is is, is yes, we, we have considered it. And um, there's, there's pros and cons. I mean, in, in one sense, you know, if we did an event in Oak Brook, Naperville, Schaumburg, you know, Rosemont, um, you know, you know the, like I said, if you, if you think like North Shore, like Northbrook, Glenview, you think, you know, Northwest would be like Rosemont, Schaumburg. You think uh, Western suburbs would be like, you know, uh, Oak Brook, Naperville, and Southwest suburbs would be like Tinley Park, Orland Park. So we, we do have people that come to our events in the city that, that live and work in those areas. And it's, it, it's tough because in one sense, we do want to cater to other audiences, but at the same time, it, it's a risk because if we do something in River North of the Loop, we know like clockwork, we're going to get 250, 350 people, depending on the size of the venue, like every month, you know, without fail. If we branch out to the suburbs, it's, it's a risk. And um, I don't know. It's like, it would stink if we did an event in Schaumburg and like 20 people showed up. It's like, right. it'd be a lot of time and energy plus. And you now know, your brand is affected by it. Yeah. That. And selfishly, I, I live and work in the city. I mean, Greg's a trooper because he lives you know, out past Aurora and, and he, he makes it work. And we have a lot of people that come from the suburbs. They, they take Metro, they, you know, they take the L, they, they do whatever they can. And that's why we do River North of the Loop. So that way if someone wants to get in and out of the city, it's easy access. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's important. I, you know, we struggle with that too, because we do workshops and sometimes it's $400 a ticket and a thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah. And so I had to make executive decisions that we're going to go into metro areas, even like when we go to LA and other places and, and we try to get as close to the transportation. So I wanted yeah. people to hear you say that, that transportation consideration was first and you know now we're in the civic opera house which is right by all the trains exactly <laughs> and, and parking garages so you have like no excuse that we even like do parking passes or discount passes. yeah yeah but at the end of the day i mean we live in a very you know busy city with lots of traffic lots of congestion especially certain times of day and night for traveling so we want to make sure that people have multiple methods to get to our events and then and then get home afterwards and yeah so to kind of answer the, the the original question, yeah, we've we've kicked around the idea of doing suburban events. Um, I don't think we're going to do it anytime soon. Um, it just I don't know. I I feel the risk is too high and there's too much hassle, and I just don't see us pulling 300 people in Schaumburg or Naperville or Northbrook. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and, and you would have to build up to that. I mean, like with any good program. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we. We have a nice base in the city that's consistent of 60 to 70 percent, 
you know, loyal people, then 30 to 40% brand new fresh faces each month. And I don't know, to, to do something somewhere else, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take that risk right now. Uh, Greg, do you agree? Yeah, I would just say probably the biggest piece of this is Tony P's network and events is it's fun for us right now. You know, we, we, we're passionate about it. Um, you know, we, we love doing it. And if it becomes a point where, okay, we got to go out to this event and we're not putting our heart into it, it's, you know, people at the event are going to know it. And we just don't want to stretch ourselves too thin and give a bad experience and then, and also feel like it's, it's work for us. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So that, that would be, that would be my thoughts around it. The other, the other common question we get as well, which is probably a little bit more likely to happen in, in the near future are uh, breaking out the events by industry. You know, we, we get that question a lot too. Like, Hey, can we do something that's specifically for, the digital marketing people or the real estate people or things like that, which that that's probably, that's going to be next on our, on our move for Tony P's events. Cause we'll probably keep those in the city and we definitely see why, why that's important. Um, yeah. BNC did that about a decade ago and they had some good success with that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, creating some of those uh, investment groups, real estate groups and, and sort of, um, and, and you have to serve the groups that make sense for you guys. Right. Yeah. And, and something else too, um, I know we got a few minutes left here and I'm sure there's more questions than we have time for, but I would, I would definitely love to make sure that when the time is up here, that if any the questions don't get answered on this uh, session, that we still have a chance to reach out or these people can reach out to me and Greg directly. We more than happy to answer all those questions. Yeah. Um, a question, uh, well, actually, the sponsorship question. So here's what we're going to do. We have the Business uh, Influence Alliance Facebook group. Uh, we're going to post some questions in there, guys, and then we'll tag you on those. And then oh, when we get to them, uh, we'll make sure. Uh, and then we'll make sure that on the show notes, everybody gets you know the link uh, to jump back in there. A couple of things that are important to us to hear about is um, who you know who out there. Uh, inspires you guys, you know, like, like who are mentors for you or who are people that have sort of helped you get to this moment, either from business or with Tony P's networking events? Um, well, there's one person that immediately comes to mind. Um, I'm sure several people on this uh, podcast have uh, come across John Iano from uh, Insider's Edge. Um, so he's he's been a buddy of mine for several years. Ironically, actually met him at a networking event, God, like six seven years ago, and became instant friends. We're, we're both kind of similar, a couple of goofy, loud Italian guys. And uh, <laughs> um, but the thing is that he he'd been doing his events for years, and um, I attended a lot of them, and I I helped promote them for years. I mean, Greg still helped promote his events. He helps promote our events, but um, by going to his events and a few other uh, people's. Um, we are able to kind of cherry pick, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Nice. Lies events and, and audiences. So that's what we started doing ours. We, um, we had a very clear vision of how we wanted to do it, but um, yeah, John's been phenomenal. He's been a huge, huge uh, asset as a, as a friend and as a business partner and a sounding board. Um, 
I mean, I can probably think of like 10 other people, but he's the one that immediately, you know, comes to mind. Um, Greg, who, uh, who would you say outside of John, who else do you think would be a good influence on us or has been? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna, I was going to take it a little bit, um, of a deeper of, a, of approach and, and an influencer of mine, uh, would be like Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people that, oh, yeah. that book has kind of guided my life, uh, and decisions and, you know, the whole idea, you know, in it is, is pay it forward and givers gain, um, you know, type of mentality. And for me, that's, that's how I approach um, everything. And even, even if you look at our newsletter, you know, the whole idea behind it is to, is to give information, um, you know, fast. And you'll notice that we've never, we've never put advertisements on it. We've never sold advertising space on it. And, it, and, it's, and it's open for anybody that's having events. So that's our way of, of giving information out there. Um, the next piece of that is making that e making that information readily available, right? So we, we actually started a text marketing uh, program. So anybody can just text 30500. They can type in events and they can see uh, the next two weeks events coming up in, in Chicago. Can so repeat that again? Yeah. Um, our text marketing uh, is uh, 30500. So if you text events, with a capital E to that, to that number, you'll get back uh, the upcoming two weeks of events That's cool. uh, in a link. So we'll put, that, we'll put that in the show notes for you too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's been one of my guiding influences. Um, you know, obviously Tony's been an influence of mine. I know it's kind of like cheating, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I really, you know, I learned from him, um, you know, the whole, the whole world of networking. Um, you know, so, so I kind of follow his lead on that and just kind of serve as his right hand man, whenever, whatever it comes to numbers and, and, you know, things he doesn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I want to, I want to just uh, tell you how much I appreciate you guys, uh, Greg, we spent a lot of time together. You're always willing to do whatever it takes, you know, to partner. And Tony, you've always been an open book on like, who do you want to meet? Just, you know, and, and you know, I <laughs> feel like I don't use it enough, you know. And so I just want to thank, uh, tell you how much we appreciate you as being part of the Social Jack family here. And uh, it's it's really cool. In fact, I had you, I'm just looking to the side. I had you guys at two related meetings yesterday talking about you and i'm like have you heard about those guys and i'm like and they're like yeah and i go well, i can introduce you okay yeah no you know so it was like <laughs> you know it's like that chicago thing about you yeah. know i don't want to you know sound sound off here but it's like i got a guy you know oh, yeah <laughs> everybody like, everybody's got a guy you know yeah and just, guy. With, with us we we just got a lot of guys and gals for every category you know it's just a matter of just uh connecting the dots where it makes sense you know Right. Well, we're going to, uh, we're going to wrap up the show and we have, we always announce our winners for the day. So let's bring Kate and Jackson back on. And then in the audience, can you guys type in one takeaway from today's program that you can, for your next event or somebody that you can pass along to the next event that uh, can maybe help them of something that you learned um, from uh, uh, Tony P and Greg today. So Kate, what did you learn out of this? 
Well, I just want to comment how I thought it was so funny that Greg said at the event, he works the table and welcomes everyone. And Tony goes and makes the connection. Because if that is not you and me at our events, right. I what is. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Um, but I think the biggest takeaway for me, which is something we deal with a lot, is the whole competition versus collaboration. Like, they yeah. are the first people to be able to send out other people's events because it's not competition. It's just helping people network more. It's what you can give for them. And we do that a lot. And a lot of times people will ask us to blast out events. And I'm always, you know, at first the question is like, is it competition? And then it's just like, it's not. It's helping each other. Maybe to meet somebody there that they really need to meet that they're meant to meet so i loved that i think if we all helped each other out more with referrals and collaboration the world would be a better place can i add one one quick thought on that piece yeah. so yeah we get asked that a lot like oh are you guys competing with this event or that event and we're like no we we collaborate we believe in playing nice in the sandbox and we've said from day one our competition is the couch you know, on, on people getting out and meeting people versus sitting on the couch and, and watching TV. Cause there's, there's millions of people, right? So, I mean, there's, there's enough to fill up any event anywhere. The only thing holding those people back is sitting on the couch. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, Jackson's uh, celebrating his 10 year anniversary with us at his early age. He started working events uh, with us when he was 10 years old. Uh, so Jackson, uh, you've worked a ton of events uh, in our lifetime. What do you, what'd you get out of this today? Um, I, I got out of it uh, uh, basically what, you know, Kate had said, you know, where uh, Kate and I are running around doing a lot of setup for the events and you are, you know, uh, you're meeting and greeting people and, you know, making sure they're getting down the hall, you're standing there. And, you know, I think that's, that's an essential part is, you know, the breaking down the tasks of an event so it runs smooth, smoother, you know, like, and I, I love the fact that you guys aren't like, oh, we do it alone. It's ours. You know what I mean? You, you guys are like, it's all to the network, you know, it's the network of people that you've put the time in to build and you utilize that with every event you throw and you prove that's a successful system. I mean, I've been to your events. They're amazing. They're an awesome time. You know, especially, you know, uh, Concrete Cowboy was very fun. <laughs> that was a really cool Everybody one. Everybody has their favorite venue, right? Oh, yeah. That was that was a really cool one. I like that venue. So, yeah, but that's, I think, the biggest thing that I took away is, you know, it, it's, we're not doing this alone. We're all in this together. It's, it's networking. It's networking 101. So, you know, why act like you are, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how many people yeah. don't practice that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all about just people just kicking their egos to the side and just yeah. working together, just having fun, you know, cause then, yeah. so when you're having fun and people are smiling, laughing, having a good time, then everything else opens up. It's that yeah. easy. Yeah. Absolutely. Particularly, I think that's a great theme because like you said, there are a lot of salespeople at your event. So if they don't all come for the kill shot to hand their card, in, <laughs> right? And you can yeah. actually have conversations and build a community and learn how you can help each other. I love it. Oh, yeah. All right, Jackson, real quick, as bottom line as you can, who's our winners for today? So our winners for today on uh, Zoom for the first person in, that was Shaylee. Uh, so congratulations nice. i'll reach out to you and find out where the best place is to send that 
and also uh, Jimmy Z for the engagement question. So that was awesome, Jimmy. Uh, it's like you've been around forever. And uh, <laughs> um, one of and, the godfathers of events out there too. So. <laughs> and then um, on Facebook, we had um, Teresa Clark. So congratulations to our winners. I'll reach out to you guys. Find out best place to send your uh, Starbucks gift cards. Right on, right on. And remember the lesson, folks. So then when you take someone for that cup of coffee, and this goes for all of you, make sure that you share what you learned from Tony P and, and Greg today. And make sure um, you have the opportunity, if you're from out of town, when you're in town, to get to a Tony P event. And make sure that you uh, look up uh, Tony P's events uh, on Facebook and just join that group and learn and, and connect. You know, that's yeah. the and Dean, one last uh, quick shameless plug. Um, yeah, go for it, man. Our, uh, our next event is Tuesday, March 19th at Cuvée. Um, so if anyone's got questions, um, we can, uh, you know, it's on our Facebook page, on our Facebook group. We got an Eventbrite link. But it's Tuesday, March 19th, 6 to 9. Cuvée, it's a club. It's right next to Clutch Bar, actually. So it's like a quarter of Erie and Franklin, right around the corner from Concrete Cowboy. We're expecting between 350 to 400 people there. It's going to be awesome. And uh, it's the night before spring. So we're kind of like a spring equinox party, too. We're putting a little theme on it. So. Ooh, and isn't it after St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah so then our livers should be dry by yeah, then. Yeah, that's by design because uh, St. Patrick's Day, it becomes St. Patrick's Week, and there's a lot of uh, St. Patrick's Day parties going on next week. We didn't want to compete with that, so we, we kicked it to a week later just to uh, – And plus, we wanted to um, make sure we did it um, not the same night as the LinkedIn local event on uh, March 20th at uh, the Metropolitan um, Club. So – we want to make sure that uh, kind of give people a double header of uh, two awesome events back to back. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for uh, participating in today's show. And uh, Tony and Greg, thank you for being part of the Social Jack family again. And everybody, make sure you go to those uh, links. And then Jackson's going to send out a note to everybody. Kate will cover social and make sure that all those links are known. And then uh, we'll watch for those questions in the group. And with that being said, we'll see you all at the next Tony P event. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Thanks for having us, guys. See you online. Take care. Bye. I know. Thank you for listening to the Influence Factory podcast. We welcome feedback and suggestions. You can provide these by visiting our website at www.myinfluencefactory.com. And if you are interested in Social Jack's 90 Days to Influence program, you can simply go to 90daystobusinessinfluence.com and simply ask for the next steps. While our program airs regularly on Zoom webcasts and Facebook Live on Wednesdays at noon central, we invite you to download episodes on your favorite channel, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and who knows where else in the future. We will also provide occasional on-location live streams with special guests that we will announce in our community Facebook group. Business Influencer Alliance, as well as on all Social Jack channels. Our mission is to help you build your digital business influence with this podcast, as well as inspire, educate, and entertain those who are hungry to collaborate in a cool place with cool business professionals just like you.